0: Pamela Adlon talks life, parenting, and her jewel of a show, Better Things. This is Pop Culture Confidential. Welcome to the show. I'm Christina Yerling Birro. So, after a fantastic Emmy nominated first season of her semi autobiographical series, Pamela Adlon is back with season two of Better Things. This is her show, her story. Pamela Adlon stars, directs, co writes, and produces some of the funniest, most touching, and super relatable comedy about a single working mother of three. Mom?
1: What? 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 what?
0: Mom, I didn't say anything. Neither did I. Then why are you mad at me?
1: (sighs) Amanda, will you give me a break? I have three of them and you know I work. No, he doesn't help. They haven't seen him in like a month.
0: Hey, Can I ask you something? Could you get pot for me? What? Like, don't you want me to have clean, organic pot? Honey,
1: these things are normal, but you should be ashamed of them.
0: You're my mom. I want you to know
1: if I have sex or if I want to get high. Ah! No, hide things from
0: me, please. Can I kick it?
1: Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can.
0: Pamela Adlon has been in show business since she was nine. The daughter of a TV writer, she was already well versed in the business. She's had reoccurring roles in front of the camera on, for example, Facts of Life and the movie Grease Two. She's a prolific voice-over actor, best known as Bobby Hill on the animated series King of the Hill, for which she won an Emmy in 2002. And she's also well-known for her role on the TV series Californication. In 2006, Louis C.K. handpicked Adlon to play his wife on the short-lived HBO series Lucky Louie*. She soon became a contributing writer, and their writing-producing collaboration seems to be somewhat of a creative nirvana. Adlon wrote and starred in C.K.'s FX show, Louis. There she played Pamela, his honest friend and love interest. And it was Louis C.K. that suggested to FX that Adlon needed her own show. With better things, she seems to have found her personal masterpiece, as if her life is in the perfect place right now to create such an honest piece of art. Better Things, co-created and co-written with Louis, follows Sam. She's a 51-year-old working actor and single mother of three daughters who lives next door to her own mother. Pretty much Adlon's life, exactly. It's a brutally honest portrayal of parenthood, of being a mother, all the frustrations and all the beautiful moments with our kids, even the scary ones there are so many relatable moments for me, for my years as a single mom. But I think for all parents and women, regardless of our situation. Mom. What?
1: Can we adopt a Syrian refugee, baby? No. They're dying every day. You're literally murdering a baby by not adopting one right now. Frankie, get out. Dude, sorry. Bitch, I'm going to the moon.
0: Oh, my God. Mom, this is child abandonment.
1: We're like orphans now. You guys can move out and get an apartment together when I'm gone. Wait, did you mean it? Mom! Mom! Rolling acres. I mean, you know you're rich when you get to name your home. My home is called House Full of Tiny Assholes (laughs) with Vaginas.
0: Pamela Adlon, thank you so much for being here. I'm very thrilled to talk to you, and congratulations on Season 2.
1: I'm so happy. I feel like I'm just, you know, I have this wonderful gift that I want to share with everybody. That's that's the way I felt making it, and my, and my whole crew and cast, we all felt like we were um, creating something very special for people.
0: So on a personal note, I almost literally burst into tears of recognition from when I was a single mother in the scene in episode one, you know, where um, your daughter asks you to lie next to her to fall asleep, but you're literally so busy and you use your iPhone so you won't fall asleep and listen to music. Oh no, baby, I can't lay down. It's late. I have too much to do. Come on, Mama,
1: please. <sighs> okay. Just for a minute. All right. No, 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 under. No, no, I can't get under. No, and don't touch me. I swear to God, if your little baby hands
0: touch me, I'll fall asleep, and then I'll be in a lot of trouble. But you do fall asleep, and I used to do this all the time. I'd love to lay there with the kids, but I almost always needed to work a few more hours after they fell asleep, so that was a disaster. Oh my God, I love, listen, I love it. It was the kiss of
1: death if any of them touched me. That was it. I was out.
0: So what surprised you the most about viewers' reactions to Sam and, in effect, your own parenting? Um, you know, it it, it, it,
1: it, changes. I mean, pretty much most people universally have the same response, but you know, one person said to me, what do you think about Sam's passive parenting style? And I, I was taken aback by that. I thought, oh, well, you know, I was a little bit offended because, um, I don't think that you can make a judgment on the way anybody parents if they're there all the time, 24
0: seven, you know, um, Oh, yeah, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I mean, in terms
1: of the way I raise my three daughters, you know, I I certainly parent in a different way than, you know, my best friend who has three sons and a stalwart husband, you know, and they are able to have each other to raise their boys, and, you know, they look at me like, okay, you're going to let her get away with that, all you know, all the time, but by the same token, they know that I'm doing the best job I can, and I'm doing pretty well at raising, uh, you know, three young women by myself.
0: Right, and it's not always letting them get away with it. It's seeing how how you react as a woman and as a single mother, that they respect you at the other end.
1: That's right. It's, you know, um, my oldest daughter probably would have the most to say about it because she's like, Mom, I can't believe what you let them get away with, but it's, you know... It's different, and times change, and, you know, um, everybody goes through something different at different times in their lives.
0: Right. And there's so much strength you, you learn from being a single mom, but it also made me at least a little bit rough around the edges, and, and that's not a good... Like, I find myself having less patience with adults who can't adapt to quick changes and multitasking things. What have you learned about yourself?
1: Oh, God, um... I'm a completely different person than I was 20 years ago when I had my first daughter, Mm -hmm. Uh, completely. How so? Well, I mean, just everything that's happened to me, uh, it's just, you know, massive shifts and changes. And I mean, you you know, marriage and divorce and, you know, second kid, third kid, career, Highs and lows, and and you know, keeping everybody afloat financially, and and seeing the shifts and changes that your children go through, um, uh, you know, you'd have to be dead or a robot <laughs> to not shift with the the tides and the changes that your kids do. You know, you can't. The number one thing is you can't control, um the access and information that your kids get so you can just you know try to guide them and shift with them it's a it's an amazing thing right.
0: I'd like to talk a little bit about your writing process even on your earlier shows you've written a lot about relationships and kids and and, and family and things like that what is your process do you take notes as things happen um, you know I've been I've been taking notes and keeping lists Almost my whole life, certainly
1: my entire adult life. Oh, yes. And I, you know, I've been writing since I was a kid because my dad was a writer and I grew up keeping journals and, you know, I have massive amounts of uh, journals and notebooks and, you know, my uh, drafts folder in my phone is filled with, you know, notes and, you know, in terms of writing, um, you know, uh, in, you know, the subject in the, in the subject, you always put a a word that can take you back to where you were. So like show idea or writing or funny things my mom said, (laughs) and then, you know, at the end of a few months, I can cut and paste and compile that. And I have all of this kind of this material at my fingertips, but if I don't, you know, record or write it down or whatever, it, most likely to be gone forever. Right,
0: And how have you and, and Louie um, influenced each other's writing through the years? You
1: know, um, he was uh, very interested in me playing his wife on the show um, as an actor, but really mostly because I was a mother of three and he mm-hmm. felt that I would have uh, a lot to bring to the table for his show. And he really started, um, you know, utilizing, um, my kind of uh, unprofessionally tapped at that point um, abilities as a writer and a storyteller. Um, and that's really how I started doing that when I, when we were doing Lucky Louie.
0: Right. And, and did you, cause I mean, he, he was a single dad and you were single. Did you learn anything about the differences between being a single dad and a single mom working with him or sort of seeing his, his life and your life?
1: You know, um we both were kind of living parallel lives on two ends of the country, doing that at the same time and just, you know, getting our footing and realizing what, what it was like to, you know, be on your own or you could say free (laughs)
0: Um,
1: and, and uh, raising kids by yourself, you know Um, it, 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 you know, but for me, It's
0: a uh, 24-7 job. Right. One of the things I really like that you do that's amazing on the show and your other shows is sort of how you rest a long time in in lovely scenes, maybe mundane scenes in a car, scenes on a beach, feeling with your kids and really sort of lovely things. But I've often wondered, what does the network have to say about like seven minutes of singing in the car? Are they like, you need more plot?
1: Yeah, you know what? They... um, my FX has uh, come to recognize my style and aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's just, you know, I mean, this is the way that I like to tell stories and the way that um, I always have told stories in my whole life. I, I like to, I like to, you know, let people catch up to what's happening and I like to let it gather momentum. I like to bury the lead. That's the most delicious way um, you can have your outcome. So I'm not somebody who blurts out the thing at the beginning. I like to just let it unfold and I don't like to give anything away. I just like the discovery to happen. And it takes a lot of self-control to do that.
0: And it's also what makes your depiction of, of family and, and motherhood so real, in my opinion, because that's... How what, what it's like. <laughs> oh, so it's
1: absolutely true, you know. And and also, when you're a mom, and I say this about being a mom, every mom is like a single mom in some way. I have friends who are married, and I have friends who are divorced, and I have friends who never had a partner. But, you know, when you're a woman in a relationship, most of the time you're on your own doing the kid fit and work and all of that stuff it's really um you know it it's a powerful thing to be in that role and to be um responsible for that many things and people counting on you for that many things
0: you you produce you star you co-write and you are directing every single episode of season two, um, which is just pretty awesome. So you have a lot of people you're you're responsible for now. What type of director are you now? Is this your first time directing? Um, you know, I I directed a documentary
1: when I was younger, and um, I would I would mess around and I would do a lot of stuff with photography and everything. But my first professional directing was on my show last season. So, um, you know, it's not something that I ever thought I was going to do. I always admired, um, people who got into directing. Um, it was particularly, um, you know, kind of head cracking for me when I would see actors become directors and in particularly, uh, female actors become directors. I, I just could not imagine ever doing that. Why so? You know, it, I don't know, you know, it's when you're an actor and you work, you know, as, um, a supporting person, um, I guess you kind of stay in your lane and you don't really aspire to anything else. And so if my story can, can, you know, people can see what's happened to my life because what's happening to my life right now is almost as much of a story as what's happening with my show.
0: Mm -hmm. It is a show. (laughs) Yeah. But what type of a director
1: are you? Um. You know, I'm a, I'm a very efficient director. I know how to make decisions. I have a vision. I know what I like to see in the frame. I, I'm, Uh, I love my actors. I love what they bring and all the gifts that they can bring and, um, working with them and getting them to a place that would be, be maybe, um, the most subtle, the most small and and allowing everybody to thrive. Um, and you know, I'm kind, I'm a mama. That's what kind of director I am.
0: I was just going to say, it sounds like a fantastically efficient single mom. (laughs) (laughs) But have you, has confidence come naturally to you in your life? Oh, no, no, no,
1: no, 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 not at all. I, uh, I was cripplingly, uh, self-conscious and had no confidence forever. And I would say that I stopped being, um, that way, you know, when, after I became a mom, a few years into being a mom, you kind of eventually go, oh, I don't need to worry about what all these people are thinking about me or, or how I'm raising my kids or anything like that. (laughs) Hi. (laughs)
0: Hi.
1: Do you want to buy her the earrings? Because that's why she's crying, because of $6 earrings that she has them at home already. But she wants them for right now, so you should go into that store and buy them for her. Because I'm not doing it. Or stop looking. You get to a certain place in, in, in your life where you go, okay, this is my face now okay, that's what my neck looks like, you know, and you just, you start moving through life that way. And in terms of what I have to offer professionally, um, that confidence really has, um, uh, come about in the last couple of years making my show, because I see what it's like, and it it's, it's simpler than people make it out to be. And it doesn't have to be painful, um, but, you know, working with people and the, and my crews and everything, I just know that when you have confidence, it makes everybody relaxed and able to do their best work.
0: Right, right. I just want to ask you, where are Sam and her girls going in season two? What can you say? Um, they're they're living their lives. They're, they're
1: deeply living their lives and they're, um, you know, they're doing scary things and they're, they're, uh, just, they're being with their friends and they're living in their village and their community. And Sam is, is always, uh, you know, gathering medicine and strength from the people around her and her children.
0: Well, I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much for your time. I've so been looking forward to talking to you, even though it was short.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time.
0: Thank you so much to Pamela Adlon. Better Things Season 2 is already started on FX in the US and on HBO Nordic here in Sweden. And thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at PodPopCulture. And please take a moment to rate us on iTunes or SoundCloud. That really helps us out. This show was edited by Tom Hansen, theme music by Carl Boy, and produced by René Wittstedt and myself. I'm Christina Jörling-Biro. Thank you so much for listening.